Hi, I'm Shay. And I'm David. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics. On tonight's show, we'll be discussing what we've been playing, the news, and for our main topic tonight, we'll be talking about game mechanics that we don't like that much. Yeah, I wouldn't we, say hate, but maybe dislike. Yeah, we've been very positive lately, so we thought we'd bring it back to our natural roots of... Uh, complaining. Uh, complaining, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, other than, you know, the whole board game economics one, you know, that was mostly Shay just bashing people selling stuff for more than it's worth. <laughs> or bashing you for not wanting to pay what it's worth. Well, one of the two. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's start with what we've been playing. And because it's COVID, me and Shay have been playing games together. Woo! Shocking. Uh, this one, the first one we're going to talk about is Circadians. Circadians First Light. Yes. First Flight? First Light. First Light. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a uh, Sam McDonald game by Garpil Games is the company. And he is half of Shem Phillips, who ha or the other half of Shem Phillips, that did the West Kingdom trilogy. Yeah. Uh, this one, you're in space, you've landed on a planet, and you're trying to blend it with the... Uh, yeah, making like basically uh, treaties, treaties or yeah. alliances with uh, the other cultures, as well as, you know, kind of building your own culture. Yeah, pillaging it for resources. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you're uh, humans. Yep. You are humans <laughs> who have gotten to another planet, and you are trying to stake your claim on that planet. Yes. First thing they did was put a flag down and say, I discovered it. Yeah. <laughs> I am the first one. <laughs> uh, worker play or dice placement. Uh, there's seven to 12 spots you can go to mm -hmm. where you're going to put a dice down, take an action. Uh, nothing really complicated with this game. Nope. Uh I've played it a couple times now. First time, it was really trying to figure out what you do to get points. Second time, I found it much more brain burny because I knew what I needed to get points, but I wasn't 100% sure how I was going to do those actions. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of reaction. Plus, it went from three to four players. So both yeah. player counts worked really well. Uh, the game itself, the coloring is very nice. I am, I'll state right up front, I'm not a fan of the artist. It's just because it's not the Miko. It's not the Miko, and it's cartoony uh -huh. with a hint of realism. Mm, okay. I was going to say it's very comic booky to me. Okay. Uh, at least a little bit, right? Uh, I, I liked the art. I thought it was fun. But it's definitely nothing spectacular, but it didn't take away from the game for me. Yeah. It, you it was know, colorful. This is the same guy that did Raiders of Scythia. Which is the read version two of Raiders of the North Sea. I don't know why they'd do a second version of that game. I don't know either. And I I just I can't stand the art, so I can't bring myself to try it try and play that game. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, but I thought uh, in general, I thought this game played well. Uh, I had a good time. Yes. Looking forward to playing it again. And you know what? They just announced a second Circadians, I think, or it's coming out soon. Yes, they're gonna do a trilogy of the Circadians, or yeah. Sam is gonna do a trilogy. Uh, and yeah, the second one just got announced and an expansion for this one is coming this year as well. Uh, this is part of that whole Garfield Games announcement that we talked about last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So lots of thinkiness to how you're putting your dice. Uh, it's 
I believe we talked about this sort of a combination of roll for the galaxy where you're putting dice down behind a thing. And I, I got an early ons feeling mm -hmm. as you're putting it out on the board and doing your combinations that way. Yep. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'd mm -hmm. heard really good things about this one, uh, but it didn't get a lot of press by any means. No, and it's a pretty small game, or at yep. least a small box. Small box. Uh, but yeah, I thought the game was solid. Yeah. Yeah, no, components are good, uh, mechanics are solid, and the thinkiness is right in that solid middle weight. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So, me. Yes. Me, myself, and I. Do you want to talk about the next one, too? I will talk about this one, okay. if you don't mind. No, I'll let you talk this yeah, one. Yeah, perfect. I only played two games this week. <laughs> I, I, I played more, but recently we had talked about the other ones already. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, the one I want to talk about is Euphoria. Uh, and this is actually a game that we played today. Building a Better Dystopia. Building a Better Dystopia is the name of the game. Uh, actually, it's this, what the subtitle of the game. But yeah, so we just played this game. Yep. And it is a new one that we got off. You said you got it off like Kijiji or something, right? No, it was that uh, A Street Comics is selling used right. board games. Right, yeah. Anyway, and they were on sale. Used, used game that we got on sale. You told me it was the original Kickstarter version of this game. Yeah. So we get all so the all bonus the fun, resources and, and stuff. And you know what? The resources are great. They're Like nice. it's, it's metal, not obviously not gold, but med, metal golden pieces with the name stamped on it. Uh, there's nice brick pieces, you know, all the resources have kind of their own little shape and stuff. Yep. So quite cool. I was very annoyed because this is the second game. Cause I think uh, actually circadians was the other one that I found the second game this week that has these wooden lightning bolt pieces. And I was looking all over for those when I wanted to upgrade uh, Harry Potter, yes. couldn't find them anywhere, but here they are. Uh, but yeah, so game is gorgeous. Yes. Uh, the general idea is you're trying to get, 10 of, all 10 of your stars that you have out on the board. Yes. And you do it in a variety of ways. Uh, there's different areas on the board with supposedly different cultures in this dystopia. And you're trying to put you know, either cards or your dice down and pay things to get your stars out places on the board. Yeah, and you're, you're building factories. And if you didn't help build the factory, there's a punishment for those people that didn't. Yeah. But they can go there and take... And yeah, and and put a star on them to alleviate the uh, the penalty. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was really neat. It's a dice rolling, dice placement, almost worker placement style game because you know once you put your dice down, uh, there's no round limit. It's just once you've put all your dice out, you got to take an action to get your dice back. Yeah, this this is the second game that Jamie Stegmeyer ever did. First one being the wonderful. Yeah freaking viticulture completely <laughs> awesome viticulture <sighs> then he did this one yeah and, and then after this came scythe and, and and the rest of his stuff and there's there's pieces of this game that i see in those other ones mm -hmm. uh i thought this one is one of his one of my favorites of his like i definitely liked it better than uh viticulture which is weird but <laughs> it, like outside of viticulture i think this is right up there with scythe like i like scythe it's, yeah but I think this is more my style. It's almost a more accessible version, right? Yeah. Like, it, not that this is anything necessarily like Scythe, but it's more accessible because it is a smaller box and there's less setup to it. Yeah, and it's it's really 
the uh, iconography and the graphic design of the game is really well done. Mm -hmm. uh, there's basically spots where you can go and get bumped. There's spots where you go and you stay. Yep. And all the circles is what you're getting as a bonus. And mm -hmm. all the squares are what you're paying. Yeah. Actually, it was really easy to pick up what all those things were telling us. Yeah. Like after, a after couple rounds of playing, I'd say I had pretty much picked it all up. Um, so it was very easy to understand. Uh, everything's kind of color coded. So that helps as well. Yep. Uh, I, I think the only thing we had issues with in terms of iconography was probably the dice. I didn't have any issues with it, but they're kind of stylized. Yeah, uh, I had a hard time seeing were a some hard to of read. them. Yeah. yeah, when they went from like a dark background to a light background or dark background with a white pick, pip to a white background with a dark pip, that, that threw me yeah. off a little bit. I didn't have any issues with it, but that is one thing that might have caused a problem. For sure. Uh yeah, so really at its soul is worker placement mm -hmm. and going to the different things, get resources, using those resources to turn into something else. Yep. And there's resources and commodities. Yeah. Right? And there was a distinction that we figured out mid-game when we tried <laughs> yeah. to use one for the other and not. Yeah, the resources are really used for building the factories and the commodities are usually used for trading for either cards or resources. Or people. Or other dice. Or other dice, yeah. And, and or it has feeding a, your dice. Yeah, it has a neat uh, aspect to it where you have intelligence and you have your morale. Mm -hmm. And if your workers get too intelligent, they leave. Yeah, you lose them. <laughs> yeah, which is a really neat uh, idea. Yeah, because it's, it's that dystopia, right? Yeah. I was trying the whole game. I'm just like, how do I win by... Uh, fighting the overlords. Like, how do I do that? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to follow them. Yeah, you, you you even managed to find some flavor text and some theme. I did. Like, it, 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 you know, it's not hard. It's there. In all games? In a lot of games, but, yeah. I, but, like, I, w I was laughing because some of, like, the uh, cards that you... The cards that you get are supposed to be what? Artifacts, they call yeah. them? Um, so things that I guess they've found... Uh, and actually, Jordan pointed out that they did have the names on them of who they were discovered by. I'm sure if I looked it up, it was probably people who helped work on the game or people related to them. Yep. But my favorite thing is, is one of them is a picture of Viticulture, yeah. uh, which was pretty funny. I, I quite enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, there was Viticulture. Nod. There was a uh, a book. Pile of, oh, yeah, with um, Wicked, I think. No, no, not Wicked. Not wicked. It was... Um, it was uh... Oh, it was that... Why can't I remember the book that it's based off of? Yeah, it was based on a book. Uh, there was glasses, a baseball bat. Yeah, uh, a pile of balloons. Yeah, a pile of balloons. It's the one where they they go to the kids go to find their dad. I'm sure of it. It's the really weird book that I read in like sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is this the island one? Maybe no. no. Maybe. No, I forget what. It I is. forget what it's called. But anyway, on that segue, yeah, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Yeah, this is one. As we say, it was the Kickstarter edition. Got it for a really good price. Mm -hmm. uh, really happy with it. It'll be staying in the collection for sure. Yeah, uh, uh, definitely looking forward to playing it again because we all finished really close. Like yeah. you three all had your last one out. Yeah, we got ten stars uh, out. You I got just nine got unlucky out. because I was one turn behind everybody. Yeah. So. Yeah, solid game, easy to pick up. It was actually a really easy teach for the first time teaching it. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, Euphoria, Build a Better Dystopia. Excellent. I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you are listening to CFCR. 
and we are bored on the air. Uh, we are going to do a shout out to uh, CFCR's online musical performance coming up on Friday the 29th called The Cultural Showcase. And there's going to be about five bands on there. Uh, this is a new thing for CFR, but uh, check it out. Head to cfcr.ca for all the details. Excellent. Let's do the news, Shay. The news. Anything interesting? Well, lots of bad stuff. Oh, yeah. Actually, I knew this already. Uh, so some designers getting in trouble for stuff they're saying, stuff they're doing, really. Uh, so one of, one of the designers that I really... Uh, enjoy his games mm -hmm. shockingly is not he, he's basically a racist yeah no, and, you can say it. and non-inclusionary and yep which is really annoying uh, really funny and annoying and maybe not surprising once you hear like the name of the games that he's done yeah there right? is like, a lot of slavery in his games yeah, yeah it's... It when you said the names of his games it really didn't i was like oh yeah so Going forward, I'm definitely not going to support him. Yeah. But I already own three of his games. Yeah. I'm not going to get rid of them. Yeah. Right? I mean, getting rid of them doesn't make sense because you've already paid the money for exactly. them, right? Exactly. He, he's already been paid for it. All I'm doing is giving money away. But his uh, the people who did have him on... Yeah. So Board and Dice is the company that does most of his games. Yeah. Uh, they've said they're going to contractually... They're contractually obligated to support the games that he's already produced but they've cut ties with him and won't be producing any more of the games past his contract. Yeah, and I doubt, you know, with the amount of good designers out there, I doubt that he will be uh, necessarily welcomed at any big board game producer. Yeah, it's he, it's going to be toxic for a while, Yeah, right? And and the issue was he when his interview was pro or found, he didn't come out and say, you know, that's not what I stand for. I apologize. You know, I need to do better. It was, I was out of context. Yeah, it wasn't right? an, I understand why I did something wrong. Yeah. It was just like, oh, you guys don't understand why I said it. Yeah, like, exactly. So it wasn't an apology. Yeah. Uh, the other one is Phil Eklund. I don't think you said the other guy's name, by the oh, way. Oh, Daniel Tassini. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Daniel Tassini from Zolkin, Teotihuacan, uh, Marco, Marco Polo. Polo. Yeah. I don't know. You, uh, you know more of his Kenu, games, but yeah. Lots of games. Uh, the other one is Phil Eklund, who I actually have never played any of this guy's games. But apparently he produces some really horrible rule books. And in them, he likes to write little essays mm. with very not real truthful uh, stuff in it. His own rewrite of history. Yeah, his own rewrite of history. And the company that uh, produces him says... First, they said they were going to write the truth in it against what he was writing. And then they're like, no, we're just going to edit out everything he says. <gasps> and he's come out and said, no, they're not doing that. You know, we, we came to an understanding. So there, there's a lot of gray area on this one right now. Hmm. Do we know the company that he... Oh, I can't think of the okay, company. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. It must not be one of the big ones. It, I've never heard his name. So. It's not one that I've dealt with or listened to or anything yeah. like that so all i know is twitter is a buzz about both of these and that's where i get a lot of board game information from yeah okay on the board game front reiner knesia is getting one of his games redone uh originally it was the grand national derby 
It's coming out as Equinox, and there's going to be two versions of it because there's both a summer and winter Equinox. Oh. And it's basically a race game, from what I can tell. Cool. Looks pretty. Uh, Micro Macro Crime City. This is one I talked about, which is basically Where's Waldo, where you're getting clues. And the pictures on it, as I've discovered watching some reviews, are time lapses, basically. Hmm. So they'll be like, look here, who murdered this person? And you have to find where he's coming from and what happened to him after he left the store. Uh, this is now out uh, for sale, and it does look neat, and it's about 30 bucks. Cool. That's so actually a really good price it, for that. It's, yeah, it's something I'm really tempted to mm -hmm. grab because I think we could have a lot of fun with it. Uh, come on, or Simon, however you want to pronounce it. They pronounce it come on, but everybody's been calling it Simon for so many years, I have a hard time not calling it Simon. <laughs> They have their new Kickstarter out, and it's their cartoon series. I saw a picture of this. So it's Scooby-Doo, Looney Tunes, and Teen Titans Go, three different board mm -hmm. games. All the miniatures are painted. Oh, really? Yeah. It looks really pretty. I just, You know what my biggest issue is? Not that they're doing cartoons for games. Yeah. I, I don't even know anything about the games. My problem is they did Teen Titans Go. Which is by far the worst Teen Titans you could possibly have picked. Listen, but it's popular. Li no, listen. I was one of the original Teen Titan kids. Like, come on. It was so much better than what's on right now. You guys don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of the cartoon. The but... animation's worse. The story is worse. The characters are worse. <sighs> Teen Titans was so much better. Yes. So much. I, I I agree. I am more of a Dean Titans person myself. And the only thing I can say is you can get all three of them. I think they're about 65 bucks a pop with painted minis. And and you get a decent selection of them in there. Yeah, that that is cool. I'm sure the games are good. I'm just annoyed that it's Teen Titans Go. That's not the IP I want. <laughs> okay, well, you can buy the Scooby-Doo and the Looney Tunes one. I'd probably do Scooby-Doo because I actually watched Scooby-Doo. I didn't watch a lot of Looney Tunes, but you guys would like Looney Tunes. Yeah, like it's, it, they're cool, yeah. right? They they yeah. look neat. I won't get them. No, uh, probably I, not. I I only have a couple of Come On games. It's I don't have very many, and it's more of their uh, non-miniature games that I have. Mm -hmm. Like I have uh, uh, Gizmos is theirs. Yeah. I'd have to actually look up the game and see if it's, like, a good game. Because I wouldn't want to buy it just because it's Scooby-Doo and they're painted minis, right? For sure. Yeah. Okay. That is the news for today. Fantastic. Okay. Now we get into our... Complaining rant? Our, our, a little bit of ranting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we I mean, that's what you guys listen to us for, right? Yeah. We went back and forth whether it was, you know... What makes us dislike a game or what mechanics do we dislike? Yeah. We think we've talked about what makes us dislike a game previously, and we may revisit that still. Yeah. Because our tastes have changed. I think we've mentioned, you know, mechanics that we dislike, but in the past year and a half since we've done something like that, we've definitely found games that change our mind. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to kind of revisit it or at least talk more about it. Yes. Uh for me, the one mechanic that I will, will really makes me not want to play a game at all mm -hmm. is auction mechanic. Yeah, and I think we both agree on this one. It's uh, it's 
not my type of mechanic. I don't like it. I don't like it when it's in yeah. a game. You know, like I'd much rather play a game that didn't have this mechanic in it than that does. Yeah. A anytime that you're sitting around a table and somebody says, I will put this out for $5 and then you go around and around and around and around until everybody passes. To me, it's just wasted time in a game and it's, it's boring. Yeah. And I just don't like auctioning, especially when it's like, that's how you decide who wins yeah. like if that's a major part i'm not good at it i don't like the stress that comes from like oh you know how much should i pay for this i don't know um so it really just takes a lot of the fun out of it for me yeah like the, the only game with this mechanic that I, I can think of that i will play regularly is raw mm -hmm. because really you're playing one of or everybody does one tile yeah and then it's over right so I, I like that where there's a finite, you can't just keep going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that auction mechanic is one of those ones that makes, that turns off a game for me. Yeah. It's like if I was going to do auctioning, I would play poker or something like that. Right. Or whatever freaking. Um, I, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't know about poker. I don't know. Gambling or any gambling. <laughs> anyway, I would play a gambling game if you really want that, which I don't. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's just a mechanic that I think that adds length to a game that doesn't need to be there. Yeah, uh, let me. So we were we were talking, you know, the other night about we we actually we actually this. discussed this for once. You know, usually um, we wing this on the radio. But. And one I wanted to revisit is worker placement yep. because, as you guys know, I went from hating worker placement to actually liking quite a few games that have worker placement in them. Uh, but I did still want to clarify that straight solid worker placement games right where yes. that is the mechanic such as viticulture i so still put put something down, put something down you take an action and nobody else can go there that's it i still dislike that because i find it's very limiting in terms of what you're able to do and you you can get too stuck right like a lot of the games that I like that have worker placement aspects there's usually things you can do if the action you want to take you can't take um, so you like ones that have a little bit more... Uh, I have ones that have other things, right? Other, other, other things or uh, lit, some, not litigation, but uh, ways around it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Whereas something where it's like, ah, only like two people can go here. And I'm like, well, great. That's the only thing I could do. I can't do it now. So now I have nothing to do. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that. Okay. Uh, one of the ones that I won't be a surprise to anybody that knows me is Take That. Yeah. I yeah. like Euro games because mm -hmm. the interaction is usually good interaction. Yeah. Uh, I Even games that say, I play this card, everybody has to give me something. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple of games in my collection that do this a little bit, mm -hmm. but 95% of the the cards don't. Right? Yeah. I don't, I don't mind a game that has like a little, I, I like games with interaction because it yep. keeps me involved in the game, but I'm not a big fan of games that are like, like can really, really hurt you by the other person, specifically yeah. Jordan. Yes. Cause Jordan will attack everyone at the detriment of his own. Yeah. He doesn't care if it's helping him. Yeah. He, he wants take that. He wants to go after people. Yeah. And, and usually it's not mom. So, yeah. and, and if it's not mom and we're playing a three player game, there's a good chance it's going to be me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I don't like that that much. Yeah. And that's like kind of war style games, right? Yeah. Which is another one we kind of talked about. Yeah. And that's really where that comes in. And, uh, 
I just, I don't like having to choose who I'm going to hurt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, I, I, I play games for enjoyment and mm-hmm. I find that takes it away. It really can, especially when you like really hurt somebody and yeah. they're just like, well, okay, I guess I'm done then. Yeah. Or uh, like player elimination, I guess, would would oh, be the next st- player, step to that one. If you have player elimination in your game, like the only one I can think of that I play that actually has that is Betrayal. And even then, we don't play it that often. And usually once a player gets eliminated, uh, you're not that far off from the end of the yeah, game. Yeah. <laughs> either either winning or losing. Oh, exactly. But if you have player elimination where they can get eliminated way early in the game, nah, yeah. get rid of that. And that's your risks, your... Uh, Axes and allies, yeah. you know, that type of game. Yeah, definitely. No, that doesn't need to be there. Okay. Uh, what other mechanics am I not a fan of? Well, one I'm just pops into my head of something that actually goes hand in hand with take that is, and player interaction is, if there's no player interaction, for the most part, I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. Except when if there's no player interaction but you're not invested in what anybody else is doing yeah like so is it so where you get like where your turn ends and you can just leave yeah you really don't people can do whatever they want it's not going to affect anything you're doing and you don't really care no absolutely like that that's the kind of play interaction or lack of or i guess multiplayer solitaire is what i'm looking at yeah that's that version of it that really hate Absolutely. And, and my the one game that pops in mind with that one is... Uh, the one you can't think of right now. Perfect. Stonemaier. <laughs> uh, uh, what? We got Scythe? No, no Wingspan? The newest no. one. Not Pendulum, but... Uh, I have no idea. Were you rolling the dice, moving the four tracks around the outside of the thing? We've bashed it a lot. Oh, Tapestry. Tapestry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that one. You, you, you're not invested in what anybody's doing. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I got one, okay. and it's one that, again, I don't hate it. It's just not one I would pick right off the bat, and that's engine building. I'm actually not really? a big fan. I'm not a huge fan of engine builder games. Uh, and it's not like the dice drafting, right, where you yeah. get more cards. It's actually having the stuff in front of you that you have to have, like, one interact with the other to interact with the other. Just because I have a really hard time figuring out how to get those things to work together. I... Uh, like, I kind of got it with Gizmos. Yeah, but most of them, I really struggle with it, and it it's like it it's hard because you'll play something and get maybe like one or two good turns, and everybody else will be like, "I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this," and you're just like, "I am so bored because I can't figure out how you're doing it." Yeah, I I'm with you there. Uh, there there's some engine builders that really I struggle with making connections, mm-hmm. or if you're doing an engine building and you have to remember that you have a card that that uh activates when you do a certain thing yeah i will miss that nine times out of ten and when i try to go back on it your mom yells at me yeah yeah that's fair yeah. but yeah it, it's just one of those ones that it's like i would play it yeah but i probably pick a different game before i'd play an engine building style game even gizmos i really avoided for a while because i'm just like i don't want to have to think about connecting these cards <laughs> <laughs> well and it's it's funny because those are the games that your mom and brother excel at oh they're great at them yeah like we don't beat them in engine building no. games. Never. Mm-mm. Right? I I play them, and I do enjoy most of them. Yeah. There's just certain aspects of engine building that I do struggle with, and it's A, seeing the connection, and B, remembering... That you have it. That yeah. I have it, yeah. Absolutely. 
so yeah, I think those were a couple that we had uh, yeah, those... we want to talk about. Um, uh, we've definitely we've lightened in our old age. Yes. Uh, we've softened, but there, we found games with things that we didn't like before that we like now. Like you really hated Rollin' Rides, and yes. now we love them. So yeah. it, it was definitely like finding those ones that work for us. Yeah, and, and with in any genre, there's going to be ones that you're like, I shouldn't like this, but I do. Yeah, absolutely. Right, like in you know, like area control is. I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm becoming more and more a fan because of games like Mission Red Planet, uh, Endeavor. Mm-hmm. Those those area control ones are a lot of fun. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. I mean, as we've seen over the year, uh, worker placement has definitely yeah. come up in my books, specifically when it's mixed with other things, right? For sure. Yeah. When you can't tell it's a worker placement. When I can't tell it's a worker placement, <laughs> uh, then I like it. <laughs> okay, that is our ramblings. I'm David. And I'm Shay. And we will talk to you next week. Have a good night.